This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. We're back. We're still in May, and I don't know what day it is. I think it's I think it's Tuesday, someday in May. But let's talk about foreclosures. Let's talk about where we are with the housing market. We're going to go over some interactive maps to show you what areas are supposedly overvalued, and then we'll dive into some data for foreclosures to show you where we're at in comparison to where we were back in 07 and 08. But first, let's talk a little bit about supply and demand. And I get a lot of opinions here. So I love reading the comments, first of all. If you have some comments, if you think differently than my opinions, I love to read those. And I actually learn a lot from those. So dump them into the comments. Pay attention. If I miss anything that you want me to talk about next time, just throw it in there. I'll do some research and we'll talk more. But let's get into this one. What we're seeing is affordability is becoming a challenge for for some people. It's been like that as the prices have skyrocketed up over the last two years. And the thing is, wages don't seem to be keeping up. And this is why I love today's article. And I actually have a whole bunch of articles for you today and great data. So let's dive right into the first one. Let me click on it and let me bring it up. This one is called The Housing Market Resembles 2007. These three interactives show if your local home prices are overvalued. Three interactive maps, by the way. I think they missed that word, or maybe they didn't. But let's go over the highlighted areas. Over the past 12 months, U.S. home prices are up 19.8%, while private sector wages are up just 4.8%. And that's a concern because the typical American household would have to spend 32% of its monthly income to make mortgage payments on average priced U.S. homes. According to Black Knight, and Black Knight, if you know, they, they provide data. Great, great company. That's the highest level since 2006. So for perspective, that figure averaged 19.9% during the 2010s. Much more affordable, right? So let's dig a little deeper into this so you can see. These three assessments, which I'm going to show you quickly, the maps, these three assessments look to see if regional home prices are overvalued, right? And in each of these three companies that we're going to take a look at that have this data, they they looked at overvalued differently, which I'll, I'll go into. But relative to what economic fundamentals, i.e. local income, would historically support. Now, let's take a look at this first map, all right? This is how CoreLogic rates home pricing in America's largest housing markets. So they they only went in and they said that blue, blue is undervalued, purple or light purple is normal, and red is overvalued. Now, I'm going to put up the link to this one so you can have fun with this one. It's on the YouTube channel under the description. I'll put up the links there. But if we take a look at, I'm in LA, I'm, I'm actually between LA and Ventura County, right? With Thousand Oaks, Ventura County and LA. So it looks like for me, I'm normal. And right there, it looks like it's overvalued. Now we take a look at all the overvalued areas, those prices that have gone up dramatically. 
When we go deeper into this and we show you the other maps, they're going to then go into and say, hey, look, the overvalued areas, they seem to be, and let me let me bring this down a little bit. They seem to be those areas where we had a massive influx of people. And we've been over that. So now let me show you and let me continue on this one. So CoreLogic says the real estate research firm finds that 65% of housing markets are overvalued. Home prices are there are there are above what local incomes can support. That's how they determine it, right? And we went over that at the beginning. To run its analysis, CoreLogic used sales price data from February. So this is like we're in May, uh, March, April. That's three months ago almost. Once sales data comes out in May, the picture should be worse. That's right, right? Because there's a lot more people that bought and there's less inventory right now, which is it's kind of in the middle because we're in the rise during the summer market. So if we go down a little bit more, we can take a look at now each month, researchers at the Real Estate Initiative at Florida Atlantic University calculate how overpriced or underpriced homes are in America's 100 largest housing markets. And that one, that was a little more fun. So let me take you to, to this one. And to me, I enjoy this one a little better because, first of all, it's only the 100 markets. So it's not the whole United States. And then it highlights them even into darker blue, light purple, and pink. You know, you don't find any yellow on here. But the darker blue areas are those areas that we saw an influx from, like, we know a lot of people left L.A., San Francisco, and they moved over to Boise, Idaho. And look at the score here. That's how, according to what they have, that's how overvalued Boise, Idaho is, 75%. And then you look at Riverside, the lower-priced areas in California. You look at Tucson and Phoenix. And then you look at these other areas in Florida. What I noticed is that all of the prices, all of the homes that were at a very low value were all of a sudden thrown into now higher-priced multiple offers, cash offers from areas like Seattle coming in, moving into what we had at Phoenix. L.A. moving to Vegas and Idaho and then New Yorkers moving down to Florida. That's important to note because that's what's also driving a lot of this market. Right. And we know that the second home market just started dropping. So just two years ago, read this with me because this is important. Just two years ago, Florida Atlantic University's data found zero percent of housing markets were overpriced by at least 30 percent. And then you saw, right, Boise was like 77, 75. The last time the housing market was this overpriced, and this is the concern, was just prior to the implosion of 2000's housing bubble back in March 2007. 40% of the large markets or of large markets were overpriced by at least 30%. And that's the concern because now we go to Moody's, Mark Zandi, and we always bring up this guy, Mark Zandi. Chief economist of Moody's, it says, uh, won't call the 2022 housing market a housing bubble. All right, that's good. Calling it that would require both speculation-driven price growth and home price overvaluation. So we only have one of those, right? While Sandy doesn't think speculation, see, is driving up prices, it's not. He does say we meet one housing bubble requirement. Home prices are greatly overvalued. So this is why it's a concern, right? The overvalue and the wages, if the wages were there, they wouldn't be so overvalued. Now, indeed, Moody's latest analysis finds a housing market that is looking more and more like 2007. So they're concerned a little bit. And I want to show you now their map, because if we go down over here, 
This is the percentage over value. There's a, they're a lot more colorful. I kind of like this one better. But you see the, the title here, the degree to which regional home prices are overvalued or undervalued according to Moody's analytics, right? Yellow, let me zoom in, yellow is undervalued and the darker purple is overvalued. So again, this matches Boise is overvalued. Then you have Arizona, parts of Arizona are overvalued and some parts of Florida are overvalued. You can see all the places that are being invested in by, what was it, 18% of all sales were investor sales first quarter. That's a big number, right? And then we take a look at California and then over here, yellow looks a little safer according to them. Now, as we dive deeper into this, we want to take a look at what this means. So over the coming year, Zandi says, tells Fortune, he thinks home he thinks US home prices will be flat. The economic shock caused by spiking mortgage rates should be enough to cool off the historically hot housing market. However, he says the most overvalued regional housing markets could see home prices dip around 5 to 10% and I'm talking he's talking about those areas like Phoenix, Boise, Idaho, different parts of Florida. Look, I don't we went over this yesterday. I don't think that's going to necessarily happen. Because one thing that they're not anticipating is that, which we went over yesterday, builders builders are saying, hey, um, maybe we shouldn't build as much. And in that Zillow report, it showed that some of those builders are now thinking twice and saying, uh, maybe we'll just wait. And if that happens, guess what? That demand is still there. Now, I want to show you because the biggest concern when it comes to all of this is, well, does that mean we're going to head into foreclosures? And I've got four sections for you, those. I wrote them down. So number one, fewer homeowners are in trouble. And I've got some great slides for you that Keeping Current Matters sent me. And they're beautiful. So I have to show them to you. The very first one is going to be this one. So let me share with you right now. You're going to thank me. I'm going to put those these all together for you so you can have them all ready to go in one beautiful little area. And again, I'm putting them in a link for you. Here you go. Here's the first one. Let me zoom into this one a little bit more so you can grab it. All right. This one, loans upon exiting forbearance program, 37% and 44%. You see the green and the blue were either paid in full or they had something worked out with a repayment plan. That's, that's a lot of people. And the only people that were still in trouble were 18.4%, right? Those were the ones that were in trouble. And this is from data from MBA. And I'll put this into a link as well. I put this along with the other graphics that I'm going to show you in there. This is important to note because a lot of people are saying, well, what about all those foreclosures that were in the forbearance program? Well, this shows you what's actually happening to them from actual data. And you can see here, again, this is from our friends Mortgage Bankers Association, which is MBA. This is where they got the data from. I'll put the link up here. It just shows you the loans in forbearance by investors type. So it just shows how it's been going dramatically down, which is important to see. Number two, homeowners equity. I love this graph right here. This shows you as of the last quarter, and prices have gone up, as of the last quarter of 2021, homeowners equity gains by state. Now you can see the average is 55,300 at the bottom right here. You can see California has massive amounts of equity on their homes. Arizona's done quite well. So has Washington. 
and even Florida. So the concern is, well, what about those 18%? What was that going, going back? What is it? This one. What about the 18% that were still in trouble? What happens to them? What about all of those people that could possibly go into foreclosure? Well, they mostly all have equity. That's the thing. Why would they need to foreclose if they could sell the home? They're probably going to break even. So the market is even healthier right now as far as equity. So think about those things before you fall into this emotion. Now, number three, there are fewer foreclosures. You can see here, this is by the New York Fed. Let me see if I can zoom into this one for you. 400, I'm just going to round down, 400,000 fewer foreclosures in the last two years. This is 2017, 2018, 2019. Look at the average, 290,000 average. We head into 2020. Obviously, there was forbearance, so makes sense. Forbearance is still here. But look how low it is. And then we go back to that original graph that I showed you, how this, this 37 and 44% are okay. Then it starts making sense why foreclosures aren't happening, right? And then let's tie it off with number four, which is there's just not enough homes on the market. Look at this. The average, this is from NAR. I just went to Investopedia though, but it's from the National Association of Realtors. They have some great data right here. It says the inventory of unsold existing homes, I'm going to highlight it for you so you can read it for with me. The inventory of unsold existing homes rose by 11% to 950,000, equal to two months of sales at the pace set in March. Now, what does that even mean? Because a lot of you don't understand what the average is. It says two months. The average is six months. We are so far behind with inventory that even if some does come up, that'll be great. Because all of those frustrations that we see from our from the buyers that are looking to buy first-time home buyers and, and all those that are getting beat out by investors, they're going to be able to buy a home because there is a large demand. The concern, though, are the wages. And that's why some companies are saying, well, the economy, you know, it's not so good. It's not keeping up with the pace. So those are important things to look at as you start making decisions to either buy or sell, where are we at in this world? I'm just giving you the data and I'm letting you decide. I don't see a crash at all happening. I do see it all evening out in the next year to two years, still a healthy market. But if you have any questions or if you want to add anything, just let me know.